the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstra. Heavy rain falling in Northern California has people in Mill Valley remembering the flood of 2005. A total of 17 cars got flooded and totaled on the street. Um, We had one that was flooded and we saved it. Um, It was a mess. It was a mess. Resident Dennis Whalen told KGO-TV police were warning residents to move their cars. Many areas received about two inches of rain within the past 24 hours, but Venado in Sonoma County already has received five and more is coming. President Trump's secretary to the Treasury is cautiously optimistic the U.S. and China can reach an agreement before any tariffs go into effect. But Steve Mnuchin also says there's the potential of a trade war. The new economic advisor, Larry Kudlow, disagrees, saying, quote, China is the problem. He said, blame China, not the president. This is SRN News. The 2018 midterm elections will be here before you know it. And with the left's big push to change the tide, it's important we stand together for our conservative values and uphold the Constitution. I hope you join Mike Gallagher and my friend and colleague Hugh Hewitt on Sunday, April 29th for AM 1280, The Patriots Overtime. We'll discuss the key players in the midterm and what you can do to keep the Twin Cities right. Tickets start as low as $20. So grab yours today at am1280thepatriot.com. Overtime is brought to you by Stone Decks by Minnesota Decks. Just after 2 p.m. here at the Patriot and the Northern Alliance Radio Network with the headliner Mitch Burke continues next. You can still get tickets to overtime with Hewitt and Gallagher. There's still some VIP dinner tickets, and you can still get general admission tickets starting at 20 bucks. Overtime with Hewitt and Gallagher is Sunday, April 29th at the Minneapolis Marriott Southwest, and it's brought to you by Stone Decks by Minnesota Decks and, of course, AM 1280 The Patriot. A quick look at weather. 31 is our high, mostly clear skies. 15 are low for tonight, and there's a chance of snow late on Sunday. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, making talk radio great again. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. My other blog, True North, it's not really mine. It's uh, a bunch of other people who write along with me uh, talking about the best in center-right political opinion in the upper Midwest. Uh, I'm part of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the headliner edition for 14 years now, dominating Twin Cities Weekend Radio, along with my friends Brad Carlson, who's coming up tomorrow from 2 to 3, King Banyan, every Saturday morning, 9 to 11, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. Together we are the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. One of those issues that pops up uh, every once in a while that we've railed against when it has popped up on this broadcast over the years is something that I don't think most Minnesotans understand. It's the issue of civil forfeiture, the idea that the police have first dibs on your property if you are accused, not convicted, but accused of an incredibly wide swath of crimes. Uh, A bill to try and rectify that situation, or at least reform it, focus it, uh, remove some of the abuses that have happened, is wending its way through the legislature right now. We'll talk about that, and we'll talk about much more. But first, let's talk about the issue itself. With us to uh, dis- uh, to talk about the issue, the bills, and the solutions that need to happen are, uh, first off, from the Institute for Justice, Lee McGrath, joining us on the broadcast. Lee, welcome. Mitch, great to be with you. Great to meet you, finally. been hearing about you trading emails for years, maybe a decade or more. I think so. It's <laughs> think a pleasure. So. Uh, likewise. And Xavier Bickett from, I'm sorry, I can't tell the groups apart without a program anymore. You are from? The chair of the Republican Liberty Caucus. That's it, Republican yes. Liberty Caucus. Uh, I'm glad I could bring you guys together. Liberty usually does bring people together. That's right. <laughs> or tears them wildly apart. But either way, it's always entertaining and interesting, and, and it should be... Uh, 
uh, today as well. So we're here to talk today about uh, about civil forfeiture. Uh, basically, well, Lee McGrath, uh, d- describe the issue for people. Because every time I describe this issue to people, people are amazed, A, that it's a thing, B, that it is such a wide-ranging, broad swath, such a blunt object that is used so frequently, and some, in some cases almost, it seems, indiscriminately, to go after crime or the appearance of crime. It, it's, it's not at all what it is, is, is sold to be by law enforcement. Mitch, I think everyone, whether on, regardless of what side of the political aisle they're on, agrees that crime shouldn't pay. Right. <clears throat> and that if you're found guilty of a crime, you should lose the fruit of that, uh, of that uh, criminal a- activity. Right. So this is not an if question. This is how does the government confiscate the fruit and the instruments of crime? Well, today we have a funny thing in Minnesota. We have civil forfeiture, which is mostly divorced from criminal prosecution. In other words, your car, your cash go into civil court and and title to those assets are litigated almost entirely independent of criminal prosecution. And this is important because the standard that you need to reach to get or that the state needs to reach to, to, to hold your property as opposed to the standard you need to reach to get it back uh, are different and it's not tied to whether you are adjudicated innocent or, or, or not convicted in the criminal trial. That's right. So the way to think of it is it's a two-track system. Your person goes into the criminal justice system where we have the great American ideal that you are innocent until proven guilty, and the standard of proof in criminal court is beyond a reasonable doubt. Right. But in this fictitious world in which your car and your cash can be found liable for a crime, that standard of proof in civil court is 51%, beyond a reasonable, uh, rather, preponderance, preponderance of, the, uh, of, of the evidence. And so it's much easier... For prosecutors to win in civil court at 51 percent than it is in criminal court where beyond a reasonable doubt is thought of as 95, 97 percent certainty. Right. And and it's, it's a distinction that doesn't always mean much to lawyer, uh, non-lawyers, to all of us, all of us uh, lay people out there. And yet it 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 means all the difference in the world in terms of how about your likelihood of prevailing in a Abs- trial. Mitch, absolutely. One of the th- this is yours is a profound insight. What lawyers think about is first who has the burden. Right. Does the government have the burden in criminal prosecution? The government does have the burden, and it's a high standard of proof. In civil litigation, in these cases, the government still has the burden, but it's a low standard of proof, and so. So if you are a defense attorney, you may be representing the person in one court where the standard is high and his property in another court where the standard is low, both associated with the same activity by the same person. And yet two completely different standards. And what makes it... I, and I'll say this as a layperson, not, a, not an attorney, obviously. What makes it feel kind of like a scam to to a layperson is that is is that not only the standards different but the likelihood of someone being able to pursue the action is is drastically different when you're fighting for your freedom that's one thing and you're entitled to an attorney you're not entitled to attorney in civil court and that can be expensive now i'm, I'm sure you've both encountered Mr. Howard Root, who wrote the book Cardiac Arrest, talking about his years of, of enga- having to engage for his company's life and his own personal freedom against the IRS and against the federal prosecutors. Now, he was blessed with, A, being an attorney himself, uh, unlike a lot of business people, B, having enough resources to fight a full-scale war against the full power of the federal U.S. Attorney's Office. Now, if you are accused wrongly of a crime and, and, or found innocent of a crime and your property is being held as lower standard and you've got millions and millions of dollars at stake, affording attorney is one thing. But Xavier uh, Lee, the average person, uh, Nick, in civil forfeiture is not a CEO, is not a multimillionaire, is not a a cartel boss. They are fairly run-of-the-mill, middle-of-the-road people. Xavier Beckett, what's the profile of the people that get uh, tripped up in civil forfeiture these days? Sure. So Lee actually has some more specifics on the average. We talked a little bit before we went live, but it was less than $2,000 was the average. Was that about right? Yeah, Xavier, that's right. So in Minnesota, there are about 7,000 forfeitures a year. 
That's, that's about 20 a day. Holy cow. That's a lot. And so about 30 and, every uh, 25 or 30 every business day too for that matter. And, yeah. And the and uh, contrary to the myth that this is a tool used against international drug cartels or drug mules, the reality is is that the average forfeiture is less than $1,700. Wow. And 95% of forfeitures are less than $5,000. Wow. So to your point, Mitch, it is completely if you have if you've had a $800 or if you've had a 1992 Chevrolet Nova seized, <laughs> it is completely irrational to spend $10,000 on an attorney to try to get back the average forfeiture in Minnesota of $1,700. Right. And it's for that reason that most people just get mad, scream at the moon, kick the dog, and don't litigate the civil enter civil court to try to get back their property. And, you know, this is a big part because we talked a little bit about how this affects really kind of affects more of like a lot of the little guy, right? Right. Whether they're poor, it affects a lot of the of the minority communities, the black community. Um, even if you, 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 you borrow your car to someone to let them drive it, if they get pulled over and if they had drugs on them or some marijuana on them, then the police can say, okay, well, this money you have on you or this car is being used to commit a crime for right. drug dealing or whatever. They can take it all. Well, now this innocent person who had a car taken has to pay all this money just to go get their car back and it's not worth it to them oh um, yeah absolutely so we know there's you, you quote a figure of seven thousand uh, civil forfeiture cases a year yes and of course crime should not pay some of these people uh, perhaps the majority are found guilty but how many of those seven thousand uh cases wind up with someone who is in fact a judge innocent or never even goes to trial in some cases and and yet and and basically leaves leaves found property with the police well, this is the great streak. Minnesota has the best reporting system in the nation. Uh, the state auditor, Rebecca Otto, publishes a great report every, uh, every year in which she highlights each, uh, each of these. But what we don't know, even despite having the best report, we don't know of those 7,000, most of whom, 90-plus, don't engage, we don't know to what extent how many are found are eventually convicted of a crime, acquitted, engage in a, in a, in a plea, plea bargain. So, yes, let's concede some of it. Right. Let's concede that, that some uh, people did, did violate DWIs or did have drugs uh, in, in their car. But there are a lot of people, one, the suspect wasn't found guilty, mm-hmm. or two, it was a third person, a wife, a parent, a neighbor, who who now faces the loss of the uh, the pro- uh, the property? A parent whose uh, a parent whose kid is in, engaging some illicit act- activity on the site who loses their car, for example. That's exactly right. So there are two types of property owners who could potentially lose their car in uh, forfeiture litigation. One is the suspect. Right. The other is his wife. Wow. His parent, his neighbor, uh, or a lend a creditor. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and and you know now Lee's uh, organization is a nonpartisan organization. So, but right. for me, from being from the Republican Liberty Caucus, I was looking at okay, who are the legislators that are supporting this bill? So in the House, you have nineteen legislators authoring this bill. And by the way, when we talk about this bill, let's talk about the bill first before we were talking about the support. the The bill, uh, the the bill or bills, I believe is there one or there's two. two. So there's two. one in the House, one in the Senate. So okay. the House file is thirty-seven twenty-five. Okay. Um, you have you know the chair of the of of the committee, right? Uh, um, Representative Knobloch, who's authoring this bill. You have ten Republicans and nine Democrats co-authoring this bill, so it's very bipartisan. Right. Um, you have some of the most conservative representatives supporting it. So you have like Cal Barr, Eric Lucero, Cindy Pugh, Draz. Um, <laughs> you know, you have a lot of people that are, are supporting this. Right. Um, it, it made it through uh, the Civil Law Committee. Right now, it's on its way to Public Safety Committee. Okay. So that's in the House, right? And then in the Senate bill, it's Senate File Thirty Four Nineteen, and you have Newman, Latz, Limmer, Hayden, and Hall. So it's two Republicans and three Democrats that are co-authoring this bill. Five is the max you can have in, in the Senate. Right. So you have the chair of the Judicial and Public Safety Committee who's authoring this bill. Now it was introduced late, so it didn't get a hearing. So we're hoping at some point it may get thrown into a bigger package. Right. Um, but this is a bill where, you know, from looking at a Republican side of things, how we can say, hey, we're standing up for the little guy. We're defending liberty. We're defending innocent until proven guilty. And that those are some 
just some of the philosophies I want to make sure we get across. And let's talk about the bills, the philosophy, and how the bills are faring in the legislature when we come back, as well as taking some phone calls, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Should you have a question for Xavier Bickett of the Republican Liberty Alliance and uh, the uh, Institute for Justice, Lee McGrath, go nowhere. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Do you have sleep apnea? Are you tired of dragging your big bulky CPAP device with you whenever you leave home? Yeah, well, I was too. That's why I'm so glad I called to try the Transcend Mini CPAP for 10 nights. I can't imagine living without it now. My Transcend is about as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. That's less hassle to carry than my shaving kit. Plus, I was able to add a battery pack that's as tiny as a deck of cards. But hey, that's not all. Transcend is FAA compliant, too, which means I can finally sleep comfortably while flying. Heck, I can sleep comfortably anywhere now. So if that all sounds good to you, call now to give Transcend a try. You'll be glad you did. Now you can try Transcend and sleep comfortably for 10 restful nights with a money-back guarantee. So call minicpap.com now. 1-800-915-2344. Again, that's 1-800-915-2344. 1-800-915-2344. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts BAG11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting BAG11 to 88988. That's BAG11 to 88988. The 2018 midterm elections will be here before you know it. And with the left's big push to change the tide, it's important we stand together for our conservative values and uphold the Constitution. I hope you join me, Mike Gallagher, and my friend and colleague Hugh Hewitt on Sunday, April 29th for AM 1280, The Patriots Overtime. We'll discuss the key players in the midterm and what you can do to keep the Twin Cities right. Tickets start as low as $20. So grab yours today at am1280thepatriot.com. Overtime is brought to you by Stone Decks by Minnesota Decks. The next time you could use a pick-me-up, head over to Godvine.com for uplifting and inspirational videos that you'll truly love. Join the millions of Christians from around the world who watch and share Godvine videos each day. They know that Godvine videos are specially chosen to bring joy and share the love of God and the wonder of His creations. For the very best Christian videos, visit us today at Godvine.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Talking with Lee McGrath of the Institute for Justice, Xavier Bickett of the Republican Liberty Caucus, on the attempt to reform civil forfeiture. And and when we say civil forfeiture, that is as distinct from criminal forfeiture, which is a distinction that is means nothing to most non-attorneys and means everything when it is your property out there uh, on on the block here. Now, there's a there's a bill in each uh, each chamber of the legislature right now to 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 change this, to reform the system. Uh Lee, tell us a little bit about the bill that's winning its way through the legislature right now. The bill now. has a number of features, but the two big ones, the two most important ones are uh, Mitch what you just suggested. One is that it ends civil forfeiture and replaces it with criminal forfeiture. Right. And so this two-track system is reduced to one simple track. The person and his property goes into the criminal justice system. And if he can't afford an attorney, he gets one, both for the, the claims against him and his liberty as well as his, his property. 
And the second big one is that it changes the profit incentive that currently exists in Minnesota law. Let's talk about the property incentive here. Now, this it, it's a known fact of, of, of human nature that if you put money out there for people to take, they will come and take it. It's not an earth-shaking revelation. Xavier Bickett, we, we were talking during the break about where this money comes from, whether it's uh, whether, the, whether the resolution of, of the case is criminal and civil. There's a fair amount of money out there, and, and it goes somewhere. So, yeah, there's about <clears throat> average of 6 to $7 million a year, and according to the records, it's it's always tracked when the case closes, not necessarily at the time of the crime, so it's on average. Right. Um, but this is why, and so about $7 million, or this, about 70% of it, goes to law enforcement, local law enforcement, for their funds and their budgeting. About five mil a year. Yep. Um, and then you have about uh, 20% of it that goes to the prosecuting attorneys, um, and then 10% of it goes to the Minnesota General Fund. And so there's like this this incentive or this um, conflict of interest almost to confiscate property because it's going to help fund your, your, your budgets, your police budgets, your prosecuting attorney budgets, your state budgets. Um, and this bill, um, this bill that's going through the legislature right now kind of splits in half where 50% of it goes to the police and 50% of it goes towards the general fund instead. So you have a lot of fairly po- – I mean it seems like the sort of thing that if you care in the least about justice – if you care about freedom, and especially about justice, th- these things would be all handled under the criminal system. Because if you're guilty, your property is guilty. If you're not guilty, your property is not guilty. It seems like it makes a disturbing amount of common sense, Lee McGrath. It, do- it does make a lot of common sense, Mitch. And, and fortunately, there have been a number of states that have changed their laws. They have. So in the past three years, New Mexico, a border state with real concerns about dr- drug mules, ended civil forfeiture and right. replaced it with criminal uh, forfeiture. Nebraska, not a bastion of liberalism, but uh, ended civil forfeiture and replaced it with criminal forfeiture. And North Carolina, a state that has long used the criminal forfeiture process, continue, continues. And so so what what these states have found is that you don't need to separate the person from his property and force them into force them into two separate uh, tracks, and uh, and so that is what the Minnesota bill first does. Now it seems again, if you care about justice, and someone who is in the justice system should, in theory, care about justice, like like it's a no brainer, and yet these bills in the House and Senate are taking some flack. Uh, yeah, they are. From some powerful constituencies. Xavier Beckett, uh, tell us a little about the opposition. So some of the opposition is going to be coming from, well, who loses if they – you know, don't get the property to sell and, and increase their budget. So you have local police departments. I'm all for funding local police to do their job. They sacrifice their lives every day um, in the community. Um, but if they can still do that, they can still get funded and just remove the conflict of interest. And so um, there, there's there's some pushback from two legislators from um, – from uh, a lot of it's just the policing community, the law enforcement community, and the prosecuting uh, attorneys community saying don't support this bill. It, it, it hurts our ability to fight crime and it hurts our ability to stop future crime and it's it's taking away money to use to fund our kids and to help prevent drug uh, addiction and, and for dare programs so they're trying to do this feel good of well, this is where the money's really going but you, you shouldn't be taking it from innocent people to begin with yeah that's the thing. I mean the the damaging effect of a law that is fundamentally unjust at least in an in some percentage of cases, what, I mean, and it has to be—I think it has to be a significant percentage of cases. Lee McGrath, where people are found innocent or they plead out of a a, a crime that might have uh, warranted the forfeiture of property down to something that that doesn't, perhaps, from a, a felony to a to a misdemeanor, which is quite common in the criminal justice system these days. You would think that something that is frequently used unjustly, I think that's fair to say, increases the disregard for uh, the legal system and for the law among people who might otherwise uh, obey the law. I mean, it increases, decreases the respect for the legal system. Uh, Mitch, that is a great argument. It's an argument that dates back to Aquinas, that if you, uh, if you, uh, if you don't command the respect of the, the public, the law and all of the government institutions come into come into uh, uh, come into question, and and so there is an argument that is often made by retired law enforcement ag- agents that this 
current system of civil forfeiture should end so as to preserve the reputation of law, law enforcement. And if law enforcement really does need the money that Xavier <coughs> speaks of, they shouldn't get it through automatically and directly through civil the civil forfeiture pro- process, but instead they should make the case to appropriators, to state legislators, to county commissioners, to city council members that these programs, if so important, they should be funded the historic way of having one branch of government, the legislature, raise and appropriate funds, and the other branch of government, the executive branch, including law enforcement, <coughs> uh, do the, have the, the tools to spend those funds. But I can just hear the response already from the from the police union, from the from the prosecutors, uh, especially here in the metro areas. Well, people don't want to raise their taxes because, of course, they become stewards of the taxpayers' money. So why shouldn't we be taking money away from criminals? I, I, is, I mean, I can practice. I know I'm I'm sure I've heard that response in the past in other attempts to uh, to reform. And you should take uh, money so, from criminals. I mean, if they are yeah. robbing someone and they get pulled over and there's a bunch of cash yeah. in them, yeah, you take it and you take their car because if they're c- c- doing a crime and they're profiting off the crime, the crime pays, yeah, they sh- it should be taken away. But we're talking about the, the people that are innocent or yes. the people that are having property taken that are – that without being actually found guilty. And the fact that this two-track system where you have to go to criminal court and then you have to go back and fight to get your stuff back, it's it's too much. This this is a tax on the innocent. Yes, that's exactly right. And that's the thing that is onerous about it here is is it it finds a loophole uh, that means nothing to anyone but lawyers until you're actually in it uh, but it is nothing but a loophole in the legal system that allows the 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 law enforcement to pick the pockets of the innocent and they have nothing to say about it because it's in the law as is, <laughs> in the, just because it's in the law it isn't right so here we are we're coming up with about uh, two and a half minutes to go here Lee McGrath uh, Xavier Bickett we have a couple of uh, law uh, bills in the pipeline right now what can people do to drive this reform forward. So what people can do is contact your legislators to ask them to support this bill, specifically in the Public Safety Committee in the House and then the Judicial Committee in the Senate. And I, I can read those names again if, if you want. Well, is there a website with information about this uh, story? So if you um, – there is. There's the MinPost article, but if you just Google um, – so Minnesota State Legislator uh, Senate file um, or if you do House File 3725 – um, or if you have the Senate file, which I had right in front of me, which I lost. So we'll, we'll, we'll get, I'll yeah. post it at shotinthedark.info. Senate file 3419. Yeah, I'll post it at shotinthedark.info after the Thank show you. here because this is uh, important stuff to put out there. And uh, little as I like to link to the min post, I guess sometimes <laughs> it's worth it. It was <laughs> a good article. <laughs> Every once in a while, blind squirrel finds the nut. <laughs> so absolutely. Uh, so who's against it right now? I mean, you mentioned a couple legislators who are, are up against uh, the law right so, now. So really the biggest, this is what I've heard. So I've had a chance talks to some of the legislators. Hey, where are you getting the big biggest pushback? Right. And really it was from um, the uh, prosecuting attorneys and right. the police unions that are saying, "No, this this is funding us. Don't 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 push this bill through." When you read the list of legislators on both sides, Lee McGrath, Xavier Beckett, uh, it was kind of interesting. You you any any issue where you have Steve Draskowski and Ron Latz Teaming up, teaming up on one side. That's 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 like the far extreme. Or Cindy Pugh, Cindy Pugh, and Ilhan Omar. In wow, house, teaming up on a bill. You know that's <laughs> got to be doing something right for the community. The lions have laid down with the lambs. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so you're talking about something with not just bipartisan support, but absurdly bipartisan support here. Yeah, up up against. Uh, two of the most powerful constituencies in state government, not necessarily in the public, but in the state government. Mitch, this gives you insight into where the Republican Party is is yes. today. Yes. Uh, Democrats have long been skeptical about law enforcement, so it's not unusual to have um, Senator Latz uh, advocating uh, for, for reform from the DFL side. Right. But on the Republican side, you have a magnificent insight between the constitutional conservatives like Steve uh, Drezkowski and the more law and order uh, re- Republicans that was best illustrated by former uh, state representative Tony, uh, Tony Cornish. Right. And so the good news is that uh, constitutional conservatism is growing. They recognize that, uh, that this is a, a bill that is consistent with the idea of punishing crime, 
but doing it under the right process. Can we keep you gents for one more segment here? You guys sure. got a hard stop here. Excellent. We are down to about 30 seconds here, and I've got a little more to talk about than that. As well as phone calls, if you're interested, to give us a call, 651-289-4488. If you have questions for Lee McGrath of the Institute for Justice and Xavier Bick of the Republican Liberty Caucus. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280. The Patriot, go nowhere. We'll be right back. Picture yourself on a financial roller coaster. You and your money are going up to the top. But now as the coaster turns and drops, you are screaming for joy instead of that fearful scream. Learn to manage any turn on your financial coaster at Online Trading Academy. See your accounts growing in both up and down markets and give yourself the opportunity to make a second income you can use now and in retirement. Join us for a free investing class by hitting pound 250 on your cell phone. Use the keyword OTA. Again, that's pound 250, keyword OTA. This issue here at the 2018 midterm election is going to be historic. Let's prepare together on April the 29th for the Patriots Overtime with Hewitt and Gallagher. Understood. Hewitt and Gallagher on April the 29th. Get your tickets now on am1280thepatriot.com. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For a free quote, call 800-523-3771. That's 800-523-3771. 800-523-3771. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. My number two does not look like a number two. I don't know what to call it. Is there a number three? Table for four, please. Anything close to the room. Uh, a middle seat with these stomach problems? That's my fear of flying. Sound like you? If it does, you could be one of the many people with a digestive condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. Even if you don't know what EPI is, you might know the symptoms. Frequent diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain. If you have even just one of these symptoms, you could still have EPI because not everybody experiences EPI the same way, which is why it's so important to open up to your doctor about all your symptoms. And the good news is EPI is manageable, so don't keep a lid on it. Go to identifyepi.com, complete the symptom checker, and use it to have a conversation with your doctor. Don't keep a lid on it. Visit identifyepi.com. Brought to you by Abvi. You need a little less of this. <laughs> Call Steamatic for mold remediation. Steamatic's mission is to be the best when your mold situation may be at its worst. I'm Jan McNamara, veteran and owner of Steamatic of the Twin Cities. Call me, 651 481 4991. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651 289 4488 is the number to call. Going to remind you, Overtime with Hewitt and Gallagher coming up on April 29th. It's a Sunday night. There's about 20 VIP dinner tickets left for 99 bucks a pop. Of course, we have a bunch of general admission left for 20 bucks. The Narn table is sold out. You snoozed. You lost. Also, the Hugh Hewitt and Mike Gallagher tables, they've been full for a couple weeks. The Narn table, not far behind. So the cool kids will all be getting me and Brad and King and seven of our closest friends. We'll be having all the fun at the event. But you can still get there and, and join the rest of us at the you know, before, after, wherever. Sunday, January 29th, April 29th, rather. Go to am1280thepatriot.com and prevent your whole world from ending by joining us at Overtime with Hewitt and Gallagher, April 29th. By the way, speaking of freedom, 
April 28th, Saturday afternoon, uh, Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, the NRA, the National Republican, uh, the Republican National Committee, and all other gun groups in Minnesota that matter are going to be having a rally on the steps of the state capitol showing the bad guys how it's done, uh, getting the attention of the people who need the attention gotten uh, to rally for your Second Amendment rights. I am going to make my best effort to be there. It's hard to find fill-ins on Saturday afternoon uh, when there's a, a rally like that going on, but I'm going to make it happen one way or the other. I'll see you there, and uh, hopefully we'll see a whole bunch of you there as well. We're talking with Xavier Bickett of the Republican Liberty Caucus and uh, Lee McGrath of the Institute for Justice. And this, you, you we're talking before the break, and I want to make sure we, we, we touch on this. Uh, and, and I mentioned somewhat tongue-in-cheek the extremely wide range of legislators involved, from, from libertarian conservatives like Draskowski, constitutionalists, I think it's fair to say, to the far left like Ilhan Omar and Ron Latz, and, and how neither of them is particularly counterintuitive. On the other hand, firmly on the other side of this issue are a number of conservative uh, Republicans that I, I support on an awful lot of issues, and yet uh, who have been absolutely dogged and, and inflexible on the idea of, of, of touching the current civil uh, forfeiture system that we have. Lee McGrath, Tony Cornish, of course, longtime uh, friend of the Second Amendment, uh, uh, gun owner uh, and Second Amendment supporter in this state and uh, a cop himself in an earlier life, uh, did not let any previous attempts at civil forfeiture reform get even into uh, even to get heard by a committee. Uh, so making some progress, actually getting to, uh, out for a committee vote here, but it's it's kind of a conundrum, conservatism being built on liberty, freedom, individual justice as opposed to group guilt, uh, and yet our guys, if you're a conservative Republican, are the ones who are on the, in the wrong on this issue. Mitch, it's, it's very insightful into how conservatives think differently. On one side, you've got Draz and the, and the constitutional conservatives who are concerned about property rights. Right. They're concerned about due process. What process and how absurd it is that this process separates your person going into the criminal court system and your property going into a civil. That's not the right process that Minnesotans are due, and that's the type of argument that constitutional conservatives. But then on the, in the same party, you have those driven by order and law uh, and order, and that is a deep, deep commitment to law enforcement. And so there is a healthy debate going on between inside the Republican uh, caucus as to how to balance these two pressures that are inherent in what it is to be a conservative. Absolutely. So, so, uh, and obviously a big part of resolving this debate is bringing public pressure to bear on both on the supporters and the opponents. And, and, and the interesting bedfellows that we're finding here, I mean, Jeff Hayden, you're, we're, we're talking, uh, and Rena Moran, my own representative, a woman on which I agree with precisely 0%. <laughs> Except this issue. This, this issue. issue. Yeah. I've, I've said, when you find something that makes me think complimentarily about, about Rena Moran, the world has turned upside down, quite frankly, Xavier Beckett. Well, this is why, you know, with the Republican Liberty Caucus is we're trying to bring people together through liberty and show how property rights, individual liberty can actually, a lot of people can come together and agree on it. And I've actually reached out to a lot of Democrats to try and get them to support liberty bills that are Republican authored bills just on the grounds of liberty and on the grounds of the property rights issue. And this is a very perfect one. And like um, what Lee was saying earlier, um, a lot of um, the community is already kind of questions questions authority or maybe already questions some law enforcement. And this isn't an anti-law enforcement bill at all. Right. It's really just people deserve due process and let's make sure there isn't a conflict of interest and make sure that people aren't having to pay $10,000 in legal costs to get $3,000 with the property back. Right. Or having to eat the loss of $3,000 in property that they should not have. They shouldn't have had to. They'll just let it go. Yeah. What choice do they have? I mean, that's the thing. I mean, going to court is expensive. Unless you are the county attorney's office and you do it for fun, you do it for a living, it's what you do. Uh, it's, It's expensive. It's daunting. And by the way, the odds are stacked heavily against you because the law says so. And just the way the law is written gives you an uphill fight uh, to, to even get your property back if you do decide to pony up 20000 bucks, uh, No one rationally wants to go into court except for lawyers. Except for lawyers. Right. <laughs> and and uh, the, there are all sorts of reasons why people 
in Minnesota do the rational thing 95% of the time, which is never to go engage in the civil process of trying to get back their, their property. Principally is because it's so small and it's irrational from an economic uh, perspective. But, but secondly, the, the um, emotional uh, conflict of, of entering into court, uh, perhaps the shame uh, of uh, being associated with a crime of DWI or drinking, or in some cases, having your guns uh, ta- uh, taken mm-hmm. because of uh, violations of DNR uh, laws. Oh, so yeah. there are lots of reasons why people uh, engage, uh, don't engage in this two-track system. Absolutely. Uh, let's go to the phones in St. Louis Park. Mark uh, joins us. Mark, you're on the air with Xavier Bickett and Lee McGrath. Go right ahead. Hi, gentlemen. A great subject, but just a quick comment. When you mentioned Ilan Omer, Jeff Hayden, and Ron Latz, um, with all due respect, these three would be okay with getting rid of the term felony from the criminal code. That's what worries me. My tenants pop up. And uh, I've got a, a relative in law enforcement. And um, uh, rest assured, when these drug dealers, were, they're peddling poison, driving around in a girlfriend's car. They don't have anything in their name. The girlfriend knows damn well what they're doing. So I'll just hang up and listen. And I think there's a legitimate case to be said, but I, I, that, that, that that is an issue. And, and let's, let's convict the ones that are guilty. And by the way, if you can prove to a reasonable standard uh, that the girlfriend did, in fact, uh, contribute uh, knowingly and willfully to boyfriend's drug trade, uh, I think it's perfectly legitimate that, that that be brought to issue in court. A- absolutely. And so he, today in Minnesota, that girl, the case of the girlfriend, the car being uh, titled in the girlfriend or uh, doesn't mean anything because she has to go into court uh, if she wants to try to get the car, car back. And she must prove that she did not consent or have knowledge of how her car was used. And so today the law... Uh, does not give her a benefit. Uh, the car can be seized. It can be uh, forfeited, and she can she can lose even if she weren't in the car when the uh, the boyfriend engaged in uh, in in crime. Oh yeah, and, and these cases do happen. I mean, it's, it's easy to point at the cases where that it would seem to the outside observer fairly obvious that girlfriend or relative or spouse knew full well what was going on. But I know of cases where a father lent his uh, car to a son, perhaps under false pretenses, but the son <laughs> was picked up with a distributable amount of marijuana. Car gets forfeited. Father basically has to argue, not only go to court, but to argue a very uphill argument to get his property back. And this was, and, and this is fairly demonstrably through no par, par, uh, fault of his own. Uh, the guy was a law-abiding citizen with a, with a clean record, as far as I know, and uh, it's it's it that was a complete miscarriage in any way you want to put it. And and maybe those aren't the majority, but in the case, you know, I mean, the law is supposed to protect the minority as well. Here, it is supposed to protect the minority, and it's supposed to punish the guilty. Yes, yep. and and so it should be very very reticent. The law should be reticent uh, to to inflict punishment on third third parties. And what this bill does is make it easier for third parties, wives, uh, siblings, parents, creditors, to go into court faster and get get back property that has been seized, but the, uh, the, the third parties didn't consent or have knowledge about. Let's go to the phones one more time to Chaska Phillip. You're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network with Lee McGrath and Xavier Bickett. you got about a minute. Go right ahead. All right. I wonder if earlier in the program you've considered the fact that most of the uh, forfeiture matters can be filed in small claims court where the filing fee is only $78 and people normally represent themselves. Can you file a small claim against uh, Big Brother? You can, and the caller is, is wise to point, uh, point that uh, point that out that one of the changes that has occurred in the last couple of years was to redu- to lower the barriers to p- individual property owners attempting to litigate get their property back and so one of the changes was if the amount of the seizure was less than fifteen thousand dollars and most of these cars are uh, they can go into what is called reconciliation court or as the caller rightly points out small claims uh, court and litigate there. 
still property owners don't do it. And secondly, in some counties, uh, prosecutors transfer the case to district court uh, where there are more formal discovery uh, rules and uh, procedures. But that was an effort that uh, my organization and others succeeded in getting the law changed but not has not proven to be particularly helpful to property owners. And it's it's a shame. Well, that's yet yet more reasons this legislation has to move forward. Xavier Bickett here. Uh, we'll we'll make sure we get some more information out about this. But uh, the the article that you listed from the uh, Min Post, which I'll be linking at Shot in the Dark info on Monday. Uh, actually, I'll post a link to it today, but I'm going to write a, more of an article about it on Monday. What's what's the article called? The article is from Min Post. In spite of reform efforts, Minnesota law enforcement's use of civil asset forfeiture hasn't gone down. Their copy editors get a lot more leeway than most of this business. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll, a long one. <laughs> I'll be posting a link to that after the show here, as well as any other information that we can about the subject here. Uh, Lee McGrath from the Institute for Justice, uh, Xavier Bickett from the Republican Liberty Caucus. Thank you both for coming out here today. Please keep me apprised of how things are going. If we need to talk about this again this session or, heaven forfend, in the future when we have to re-fight this uh, battle. Uh, by all means, do have your people get in touch with my people. Will do. Many thank you. Thank, thank you all that. very much. One more segment to go on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot, which means there's still plenty of fun to go. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. This is Jack from Banyan Hill. You like freedom? I do. You like money? I do too. If you like freedom and money, then you're going to love freedom checks. You see, over the next few months, an estimated $34.6 billion is up for grabs to anyone who stakes their claim. Yep, you heard right. $34.6 billion. To get all the details, just go to www.freedomchecks123.com. Thousands of people are already lined up to cash in. Take Doug, for example. He's a 46-year-old from Joplin. Missouri, who's set to get a check for $24,075. And if Doug can do this, I've got a hunch that you can too. But here's the thing. If you want a chance to grab your full share of this $34.6 billion payout, you must have your ducks in a row by May 1st. So don't wait. Get over to www.freedomchecks123.com before the May 1st deadline. That's www.freedomchecks123.com. I'm Larry Elder. Join me on the 2018 Aloha Talkers Hawaii Cruise. We'll have a meaningful time discussing the future of our country, all while cruising in paradise amidst the legendary Hawaiian islands from August the 11th to the 18th. My fellow SRN hosts, Mike Gallagher and Hugh Hewitt, will also join us, as well as a special guest, Mike Lindell from MyPillow. He'll be giving each Aloha Cruise cabin a complimentary certificate for two premium MyPillows and cases. Get your tickets now at am1280thepatriot.com. Hey, welcome to our show. Hey, what's our topic today, Hoser? Hey, it's spring. Spring, what a good topic. You know, I can see my backyard a little bit more every day. It's kind of like my backyard's playing peekaboo with me. Whatever, Hoser, take off, hey. What I see in the backyard is a great place to put the new hot tub, eh? That's right, a new hot tub from Arctic Spas. You can see them all at Premier Pool and Spas in Chanhassen. Yeah, no hassle, tons of knowledge. They know what they're talking about there. Hey, they even want you to get in the hot tubs so you can feel just how comfortable the seats are, That's right, everyone is different. So how do you know what seat's going to fit you if you don't get in? Yeah, some guys don't even want you getting in their hot tubs without water because they need the water to distribute your weight, eh? Yeah, but not at Arctic. They have hand-rolled fiberglass under the acrylic to give it the strength everybody's talking about. Hey, do yourself a favor and go see a real cold-weather spa at Premier Pool and Spa. Or visit them on the web at premierpools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where they take fun seriously. premierpools.com. A.C. Nelson RV World custom builds Patriot RVs for every lifestyle. Hi, I'm Bill Budd. Our Patriot travel trailers, toy haulers, and fish houses are built by Forest River, the number one RV manufacturer in the world. A.C. Nelson is proud to ship made-in-America Patriots nationwide. I invite you to compare and save at A.C. Nelson RV World in Shakopee, the number one Cherokee dealer in the nation, celebrating 99 years. Visit us online at acnelsonrv.com. Lifetime memories begin here. AM 
1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Don't forget, Aloha Talkers Tour. Go to am1280thepatriot.com for a cruise to Hawaii. It's not free. you got to pay for it. That's a cool deal. Hanging out for uh, a week with Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Larry Elder on a boat. And in Hawaii. At, at a time of year when Hawaii is gorgeous and Minnesota is just kind of stinking, fetid, and humid. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Anyway, speaking of, uh, of state government, uh, it's... We talked about this a few weeks ago. Actually, we've been talking about this for, what, almost 10 years on the broadcast, the the complete inability of the state's uh, bureaucracy to produce software efficiently, effectively, on time, on budget, or at least on a budget that makes any rational sense given the size of the application being served. We we talked about this a few weeks ago, the MinLARS, the Minnesota licensing uh, system, which has made... Uh, getting uh, license transfers, title transfers, and so forth, a complete nightmare in recent months uh, and and has cost uh, tens of millions of dollars to build badly and will cost tens of millions more to repair. Well, the Minnesota government fixed the problem. That's right. An outside investigator hired by State Information Technology Department found the official in charge of Minnesota's troubled vehicle licensing system knew there were numerous defects prior to its launch last summer, but failed to address them. The report says Paul Meekin, who was officially fired from his job at Minnesota IT Services last month, fell short of expectations related to pre-launch testing and several key management responsibilities, including communication and staffing. The $93 million Minnesota Licensing and Registration System, or MinLARS, was rolled out on July 24, 2017, replacing a 30-year-old system. There were immediate problems, including delays in the processing of licensing and title transactions. They're too modest. Of course, it was a bigger catastrophe software-wise than MinSure was, and MinSure was bad. But in terms of money expended for product produced, MinLARS was far worse, far worse than even MinSure, and MinSure was a debacle, one of the worst in the country. MinLARS is worse. And so with the firing of Paul Beacon, the problem is solved. (laughs) I feel bad for Paul Meekin. Uh, He's a scapegoat. I mean, that's all he is. He is the state's scapegoat to try and draw attention away from the fact that that, that, that the system is rotten from the core. You have an entire IT department, an entire IT division responsible for tens, sometimes hundreds of millions of dollars of capital expenditure that is chronically and perpetually unable to deliver anything. It's not because there aren't talented people working for the office. For all we know, Paul Meekin is a fine project manager, or was. I mean, apparently he wasn't for this project, but let's face it. If you work in IT, you have dealt with people who've had to work with Minnesota IT who said, you know, the big problem with Minnesota IT is it's Minnesota IT. You're responding to politicians, every single one of whom knows more about software design and development than you do by dint of the fact that they're an elected official. Oh, and by the way, if it's not the elected politicians, it's the bureaucrats, the people who have never written a line of code or evaluated a single proposal or, for that matter, designed a single screen in their life, but who stayed at a Holiday Inn Express and so, therefore, are experts at software design, at software testing, at human factors engineering, at requirements analysis, at process improvement, at, at, at waterfall or agile uh, project management. They're all experts at things none of them have done a thing about, ever. It never fails. And and this is the government's response to a complete catastrophe, is picking out a scapegoat. And and, and by the way, show of hands from all of you who work in software. Uh, I'll reread that second paragraph. The report said Meekin fell short of expectations related to pre-launch testing and several key management responsibilities. If you work in the software racket and you're expecting pre-launch testing to solve your problems, 
if something is completely unable to do the job, lack of pre-launch testing isn't the problem. Lack of pre-launch, I mean, pre-launch testing, and by the way, I didn't even say there was a lack of it. I just said that it fell short of expectations related to pre-launch testing, which means the testing didn't find all the problems. The problems weren't communicated. If you have something that goes this far astray, this far afoul of expectations, the testing's not the issue. It's the original requirements. It's the design of the concept of how all the different moving parts go together that was completely, absolutely hosed from the very beginning. Not to say that Meekin did a fine job. I have no idea. I've never met the guy. Certainly haven't worked for him. Good God knows I would rather go on unemployment than work for Minnesota IT anyway, unless they really, really want to fork over some serious bank. I'm certainly open to that. But no, pre-launch testing, if, 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 if a system squibs in pre-launch testing, the problem is not the testing. Guarantee you the problem was the initial design that was agreed on and the decisions that led to how it was built. The testing blaming the pre-launch testing on the collapse of a system like this is like blaming the lookout on the Titanic for seeing the iceberg. Okay. So this, this story is just beginning, or at least it should uh, be just beginning. Hey, did you know there was a mass shooting last week in California? Uh, Berg's 19th law is, has passed out of effect here at this point. So we do know that uh, a woman named Nasir Agdam, uh, who was a PETA activist on YouTube who was re- apparently reacting badly to the fact that YouTube had demonetized her channel, uh, shot a number of people, uh, injured several, took several to hospital, took her own life after she was confronted by, yes, a cop with a gun uh, who was who responded to the scene within two minutes aggressively and, as usually happens with mass shooters who are confronted with good guys with guns in or out of uniform, she killed herself. And you did hear about it in the news for about a day until it was realized she was a liberal woman in California, a place that already has robust gun controls exactly like Minnesota Democrats want. <sighs> Last you're going to hear about Nasir Agdam, Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriots. See you later. God bless you all. God bless America. Don't miss Sandvold Financial Group's Money Talks radio show here every Sunday morning at 9. Sandvold Financial Group is independent of Questar Capital Corporation, member FINRA, SIPC, and Questar Asset Management. This is Mike Gallagher. The 2018 midterm election is going to be historic. Let's prepare together on April 29th for the Patriots Overtime with Hewitt and Gallagher on April 29th. Get your tickets now at am1280thepatriot.com. As Winston Churchill said, all the great things are simple and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. Hi, this is Andrew Parker with the law firm of Parker Daniels Keyboard. Join me Sundays for the Justice Hour. We'll talk politics, Israel, and the law with prominent newsmakers. The Justice Hour, Sundays at 4 p.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. Parker Daniels Keyboard, wise counsel, winning results. Go to parkerdk.com. Hey folks, I'm David Mitchell, founder and CEO of Tradeway. Over a decade ago, I decided to start a company that could help families take control of their finances and more importantly, their time. We offer you a powerful education in how to trade in the stock market, providing you the skill sets you need to manage your financial manager and speak his language, or even cut out the middleman entirely and do it yourself. My mission was to put more money in the hands of good Christian people to impact this country and the rest of the world. Since that time, I've seen Tradeway grow from a small business started in a garage with my family to an education company which now employs more than 20 families and has educated nearly 20,000 people from all across the country. God has truly blessed this mission. It's been exciting to see the Tradeway family grow through the years. At this point, people attend our events not only to hear about the stock market, 
but to fellowship with other families and even to strengthen their walk with the Lord. The Tradeway community is unlike anything I've ever seen in my business career or even in my ministries. With Tradeway, you not only get a powerful system for trading as a business, but you get the kind of hands-on support, ongoing development, and personal community that is required to propel you forward in this journey, and we help you to do that one step at a time. I want to personally invite you to join us at our next event called Step 1, Start Your Journey, April 13th and 14th. The event will be hosted by David Huber Sr. and his son, Dave Huber. These two guys are a powerful team with many years of trading experience, and they are exciting presenters as well. And Dave is my son-in-law who helped start the company. Join us and bring your family. Coming to the Sheraton St. Paul Woodbury, April 13th and 14th. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723, or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.